All right. All right. So let's get get into this work. We've been talking about a plan to change. Um, you know, we went through the value of change and then we got into, you know, how to reverse your momentum and change. You know, just talking about how sometimes we, you know, we slip into making choices or we're swayed into choices, pressured into choices, convinced into choices, or even leaning to our own understanding and fall into different choices. And so we pick up momentum in those areas. And then, then while we're moving in those directions, we get this sense that we need to change, but we've already committed uh, a, a momentum in a particular direction. And so we started talking about how to reverse our momentum and change. And so we, we, we're not going to get into everything, but we said, first, we have to establish communion with God. You know, that's going to be the key. And we talked about worship and praise, um, and we broke down things of that nature. The second thing we talked about was fasting and praying to clear out the noise. Fasting and praying to clear out the noise. So we, we're, we're reestablishing our communion with God. We're fasting and praying to clear out the noise, right? And, we, and in that particular section, we're talking about listening to him, right? And then the third thing we said in this uh, plan to change is find your present location. So I'm, I'm worshiping and praising because I'm a development communion with God. You know, in his presence, fullness of joy, right? And pleasures forevermore. I start to pick up that signal because I fasted and prayed. I shut out all the noise. So I can go, I can get in God's face all I want to. But if I bring all the voices with me, how am I going to hear God? If I bring all the fears, all the second guessing, all the philosophies um, that I picked up, you know, what the fellows are saying, what the parents said, what cousin Jimmy said, you know, I'm never really going to hear God's voice, you know. And then, Lord knows, I already have about seven, eight voices that I carry around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm bringing those too. Um, so I can't hear God. So we, so we fast and pray. Um, we punk our flesh. Don't let our flesh do what it wants to do. We don't feed our flesh. We feed our spirit. We talk about that in Bible study fellowship early in the morning. What? Matthew 26, 41. To what? Watch and pray. That you what? That you enter not temptation, right? Because the spirit is in... Indeed, in action, willing, but the what? Flesh. Flesh is weak, right? So you don't want to feed the weak, you want to feed the willing, right? Right? And so, so when you're fasting and praying, you're starving the flesh to hear from the Spirit, right? We talk about that during fast week all the time. And so when we, when we lock in and we can hear from him, we're still enough to hear from him, right? We said we need to find our present location, right? Psalm 119, 105, the word is what? It's a lamp unto your feet and a light into your path. So it shows you where you're at. Lamp unto your feet. You lift that light up, it's a light into your path. So it shows you where you're at so you can get where you're going. And we kind of process through, we live that reality every day. GPS, it asks you for what? Current location. You can't lie about that, right? You get to the mall, you look for that little sticker that says what? You are here. So if you know where you really are, you can get where you're going. I was talking to a man of God in Ohio today, and we were talking through this. And I said, man, listen, if I ask you where you are, and you lie to me, and you tell me you're in New Jersey, but you're really in Ohio, you get in the wrong directions. You're trying to get out from where you are, but you've lied about your present location. You're not honest about where you are. You're not displaying the cracks. Sincerity is displaying the cracks. So you, you're, so one, you're not going to never get where you're going because you're not honest. You're not being genuine. Two, who can help you? So we always say when you come into counseling, what? What's not, a, what's not, what's not exposed can't be helped. A part of that exposure is being genuine and honest about where you really are. So you got to like shed off all your, the little barriers of denial and, and fake it in front, right? All right, so, so. Walking through this, how to reverse your momentum and change. Establish communion with God. Fast and pray to clear out the noise, right? Find your present location, where you really are. Not, not where you like to be, not where you're more comfortable at being, but the truth about where you really are. Now, once, I, once I'm honest about where I'm at, Psalm 119, 105, right? So we talked about writing a uh, where are you now journal, right? So what are you doing in here, fellow? All right, so we said write a where are you now journal. 
And then, you know, you're pretty much writing a memoir. Where am I in, in, in this present place in my life, right? Then I'm writing daily journal entries. So every day I'm writing the reality of where I'm at, right? Now, what I'm, in my journal entries I'm putting in, what, what are you learning? How do you feel? This is a good one. What blind spots have you recognized and embraced each day? Because when you're spending that time with God, you rest assured you're going to recognize, well, you can recognize blind spots. You may be in denial because you may think you see everything, but, but we have blind spots. And they call them blind spots because we can't see them. You know, when we change in that lane and the, and the, and, and the car comes out, and we say the car came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. It came from a blind spot. Do you understand? Like a spot that you couldn't see. It was strategically in a position where no matter where you turned, you couldn't see it, all right? I know some of y'all got high-tech cars. The car's telling you where, you know. But, it's, but when, you, when that beep comes up, you're like, what's the beep for? Because there's something what? In your blind spot, right? And so we said after every 10 days, write a letter to yourself. So I have 10 days of journal entries, and I'm, now I'm writing, wow, this is what I've discovered in my full circle days. You know, 10 means full circle, right? And then we said after 42 days, write a post-memoir autobiography or what have you. Of, okay, because we picked 42 days, 21 days to, to change a habit, 42 days to make it a lifestyle. Now, some of you are probably thinking, but I've went 21 days and I didn't change the habit. Were you locked in consistently for the 21 days? Did you skip and slip during 21 days? And 21 days is not as easy as you think. For some people, two days ain't easy as you think, <laughs> right? Right, and 42 days to make it a lifestyle. And then there's one breakdown of uh, Beelzebub, which uh, it's uh, uh, demonic influence, Lord of the Flies. And, and, and there's a breakdown, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a fly that only lasts, lives for 40 days. So if you can outlast, and I, I was having this conversation this week with another gentleman in, a, in another state. And I said, well, if you think about it, like Satan, his demons, and all of his influence really have, have no patience. Like if you just, you, you, I forgot when this come out, it might have been in the morning Bob Study Fellowship. If you're anchored, eventually, who do you think gonna give up first? The, the adversary and his team is gonna give up first. They can't possibly have patience because they're giving you impatience. They can't possibly have faith because they're giving you fear. You gotta be full of fear to give it to somebody. You understand what I'm saying? So you, you, if you, you can outlast if you're anchored, right? All right, so we talked about finding uh, your present location. Then uh, the next thing is, is to get God's direction from there. So once I've, I've, I've discovered where I truly am, now I want to get God's direction from there. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Lean not to your own understanding, then all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Like we, we lose sight of acknowledging God and trusting God and talking to God. We have the key and we're, we're consulting everything but God, including our own understanding, right? And then uh, Proverbs 16, 9. Let's just look at that real quick. I know we went over it the other week. This is more of a review right now before we get into uh, what we primarily want to talk about. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Right? So Proverbs 16, 9. The King James Version says this. It says, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. Right? So, so we, can, we can use God or God-given intellect to devise where we want to go, but we're inquiring of the Lord to get our steps. You understand what I'm saying? Like, so God is giving us intellect. You know, when I really don't know what to do, I take God's given intellect and I come up with a plan. I offer that plan to God and I say, Lord, you can endorse it or shut it down. 
interrupt it, create barriers, do whatever you want. I'm not so overconfident in me that I think my plan is the plan, right? So before I, so, but, but, but you gave me some intellect. So since I'm, I'm not sure if I hear clearly from you, I'm going to take steps in the direction that I believe your God-given intellect have given me. But I'm totally yielded for you to flip, dip, change, rearrange, twist to anything you want to do, right? I'm not locked from you, all right? And so what we want to do in this process is take the next best step from where you are, right? First, first Corinthians uh, 6.12, all things are lawful but not expedient. So, so, so obviously we, we, we're, we have choice. I said before you life and death, blessings and curses, choose life. We got choice. We can do what we want to do, right? But the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 6, 12, all things are lawful, meaning obviously you have choice. You can choose crazy if you want to. But it's saying do what's best. Everything is not expedient. Everything's not best. It is not everything's all good. It's not because there, there's no such thing as what's best if everything's all good, right? Thank you. <laughs> So, I mean, tuned in, all right? <laughs> right, so it's, 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 we're trying to make the highest and best move, and that's Philippians 1, 10, right? All right, so after we uh, are tapping into God's direction, we're not just so overconfident in whatever the instruction is. This is deep because this is all my conversations today. I've had a lot of conversations today. Uh, so, we're inquiring daily for his additional steps. So Matthew 6.10, of course, Matthew 6 is the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, magnifying him. Thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this what? Our daily bread. So as uh, Pastor Malice taught many a times, she, she always parallels the daily bread to the manna in the wilderness. And manna means what is this, right? And so... So there was a period of time when, it, when he was given a manna and when he got to the sixth day because it was going to be a, the, uh, a Sabbath day, he says, okay, don't store up nothing for tomorrow. Consume as much as you want, but don't save none for tomorrow. Well, some wise person uh, decided, well, I'm going to save mine just in case we ain't going to have enough or this is it's not going to sustain me. I know they're talking about fasting tomorrow, but I'm not feeling that right now, Right? So they saved the stuff, and they was like, you know, I think I'm a little hungry right now. Nobody else got stuff, so I'm going to go to my stash. Go to the stash that was spoiled, right? Because that manna for today could not be their nourishment for tomorrow. So your, your daily bread of wisdom and insight that God gives you today cannot sustain you tomorrow. You want to constantly inquire of the Lord. And I was telling somebody uh, else out of town <laughs> earlier today, I said, you know, I remember back uh, when I was working for the church in, the, in Ohio, people would come in, uh, the couples would come in, and then uh, the wife is frustrated with the husband because, you know, he ain't working. And so when, when I asked him, okay, so what's going on? He says, all I know, God told me to quit my job. You know, chest out. So all I know, a man of God. I heard from God, I quit my job by faith. And so I let him finish talking. I said, so what else did God tell you? He said, huh? I said, well, that's it. God just was, got one statement. He done, you know, he's limited. <laughs> I said, did you, after he told you to quit your job, did you get the, the instructions from there? Oh, I really didn't think about that. I said, God could have told you the next day, now go back. To the job, you're going to get a raise three times the amount you were making because they realize your value. God could have said, hey, now that you've left the job, I need you to do this. I said, you sitting around saying, all I know is God told me to quit my job. For what? What's the, what's the additional instructions? But if you're constantly inquiring on the Lord daily, you'll get the consistent instructions. It's a conversation. I love my wife. Yo, that's my best friend. But there's not a day we don't talk. <laughs> you know, you see me, 
He's a couple months later. How's how Pastor Mel doing? Well, last I talked to her a couple months ago, she's doing good. What do you mean a couple months? All I know <laughs> is she told me she loved me. That's all I know. <laughs> it sounds funny, but that's what we're doing with God. All I know is that one little phrase God told us as opposed to what? Uh, getting the additional steps. So one of the ways we get our daily bread is to read and study in this word. So, you know, uh, they talked about this uh, this morning. Uh, uh, Z was talking about the plan. I had told everybody, uh, gave them some stuff to read, and I said they had to text me every day when they finished it. And so we was going to do it for 21 days. And then after the 21 days, we had a meeting, asked people to raise their hand. There's some people that didn't do it. Uh, but majority of people did it. And so... I said, I either asked or they asked. I forgot how it went. But you, you guys asked, how long will we be doing it? I said, forever. But you're going to build on it. You won't be doing the exact limit but, but because you're supposed to be getting your nourishment daily. That's almost like asking, how long are you going to breathe? How long are you going to eat? How long will we be eating? We've been eating for 21 straight days. So, Pastor, how long will we be eating? For the rest of your life. And I think, I think, Z, you highlighted, I think it was today, Matthew 4, 4, right? Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So we're supposed to live off, off bread. We're definitely supposed to live off the word daily, right? So some of us are not getting our spiritual nourishment. We're spirit, we have spiritual malnutrition. And we're spiritually irritable. Converted into depression, frustration, snapping, confusion, paranoia, and all types of stuff. Because we're not getting our nourishment, right? All right, so we talked about that already. This is that, that actually review. But I thought I'd highlight that. So establish a foundation to build on, you know. Establish a foundation to build on, right? Uh, you know, 1 Corinthians 3.11, it says, For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is already laid, which is Jesus Christ. Build on the word. We talked about this this morning too. Study to show thyself approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. A workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word, right? 2 Timothy 2.15, right? And then we talked about, uh, Tanya brought up 2 Timothy 3.16 this morning. So interesting how this is, this is, this is rolling, right? Uh, all scripture is given for, you know, y'all be asking people to start it off for you, right? Information of God is profitable for what? Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness, right? Right? And so all Scripture is given by inspire, inspire, in spirit, inspiration, breathed in by God. But it's profitable for doctrine. Some people stop you there. All they do is play off of the doctrine of the Word. But it also says for reproof. Like, we, we just blow that over. It's supposed to reprove you. It's supposed to correct you, right? And, in, and instruction in righteousness, right, standing with God, right? It's, it's for all of those, right? And so that's why you want to spend time uh, meditating on the word day and night, doing all that's written therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you have good success. That's that next scripture, Joshua 1.8, right? Meditate on the word day and night. How many people meditate on the word day and night? Well, they want to be prosperous and successful. If that's the only scripture in the Bible, how many people are, are doing what it takes to be prosperous and successful? We say what we want, but we don't do what we need to at times, okay? All right, so the, the next uh, step here is stay accountable and responsible in the house of God. Live among reality and truth. I know we're going to talk about embracing reality in a couple of weeks here, but Scripture says you shall know the truth, and the truth is what makes you free, right? The truth, right? That truth is your key to freedom, right? And so you want to be around uh, people that's going to be honest with you, right? Uh, Ephesians 4, let's look at that real quick. supposed to be 
on the last point and had him reviewed all the points. But that's, that's what God wanted. So can be rushing through what God wants people to get, right? All right, so Ephesians 4. Sixteen, am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? A lot of people's answer to that question is, yes, you are my enemy. I do, I'm not coming around you for the truth. I'm coming around you for just for you. Oh, Galatians, I'm sorry. Galatians 4.16, I gave the wrong scripture. Sorry about that. Ephesians 4.15 is speak the truth in love, isn't it? Let me see. Galatians 4.16 is what I just read. My bad. Uh, Ephesians 4.15 is, but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head even Christ. I just kind of merged them all together. Sorry about that. But they all work, right? <laughs> Change that on your outline. I, just, I, I didn't uh, give you the, the correct scripture there. All right? All right, so a part of this stand accountable and responsible, responsible is, you know, attend church, start a pattern of attending church to be in an atmosphere of faith to empower your faith. Remember, church is not just for what you can get, but what you can give. You know, right? Scripture says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together, right? Harmonizing. They to be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts. So stay in the soil and watch your seed to grow, right? Stay planted, right, in God's house. Uh, then we have follow God's plan to completion. Watch out for bribes. So God gives you his plan, follow it to completion. We'll get into that here in a second, but f- complete it, you know. You know, anytime God gives you a plan, there's no different than those palm trees growing in storms. Storms come, but they got to stay in that ground. They may bend, but they don't break, right? So when God gives you a plan, stay locked in. Do you understand the adversary doesn't want you to, the plan to be completed? Like, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it, you all right? The scripture talks about he that endures to the end. Soon as you see a scripture that says endure, that means you got to process through some things, right? Now we'll, get, we'll get into that in a little bit, too. All right, so we talked about um, uh, walking in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of the flesh, because the natural man is impatient and, and always has to be first. And, and so the natural man is more susceptible to spiritual bribes. The spirit is willing to pass the bribe to stay locked into what God told them to build a character to handle what their gifting is going to produce, Right? And so uh, we don't want to slip, be overconfident, and miss out on what God has. And that's uh, Psalm 19, keep me away from presumptuous sins. Now, what we're really supposed to be talking about today is this point. Flush out old habits with new ones. Flush out old habits with new ones. Romans 6 says, put off the old man in his deeds, right? Put off the old man, Romans chapter 6, put off the old man in his deeds, Right. So a part of what you want to do is you want to, to flush out old habits, spend time reading the word daily. Like, you know, so, so even when we talked about meditating on the word day and night, I remember a man of God was teaching on renewing the mind and he broke it down. He broke down how like when, when you're trying to develop a new habit, you have to be habitual. Right. You have to be habitual because you're used to flowing a particular way. And so he gave the example of when you're learning how to ride a bike, at first, you know, you're trying to get your balance. I know with me, we had the training wheels. I've told the story before, and, and one of them kind of broke. So when I was riding, if I thought I was going to fall, I would just lean to the training wheel that was, that was working, you know, just to get my balance back up, you know. And, uh, but I don't do that now. I just get on a bike and start riding. Why? Because I habitually train myself to now my autopilot is balanced. I'm balanced without thinking about it. Whereas when I first started riding a bike, I had to think about if I was going to be unbalanced or not. 
you know, when I first learned to play, I told you I had this shot where I would step up and shoot and make it here and there. But when I learned toe, knee, elbow, reaching and that, it's, it's a habit because it's, I've trained myself. Toe, knee, elbow, reaching. I, we, we could do any left hand, right hand. I just, it's habit. I just, it's, 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 it's I've been doing it for so long, right? But at first I had to break my, my natural way or my comfortable way of doing things and make myself uncomfortable to, to I got to a point where the uncomfortable was comfortable. I kept flowing a certain way where the uncomfortable was now comfortable. Same thing with going to work out, lift weights, right? The weights was hurting. Ain't nobody trying to lift weights. I, I, if my roommate sees this, I, he used to wake up, hey, you, uh, you want to stretch? Nope. And, and you know how sometimes when you know you need to do something but you're not doing it, so you're defiant? I could have just said, no, 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 not today. No, that's not what I said. It's like, nope. Then he was like, hey, man, I'm going to go run some miles. You want to go run? I would snatch the cover, turn it over, and turn myself away from like violently. Like, just in case you're going to ask me to do something else, I want you to understand, Keith is not doing any exercise. Yeah, but you're on, you're, you're, you're on the basketball team. They'll see, I used to see my coach, I used to see all type of people, see you in September. Like, that's when we would start our workouts. I wasn't working out in the summer, I wasn't doing nothing. I ain't even playing basketball for nobody now in our workout. I was up early this morning, and the morning before that, and the morning before that, because now it's a default. I done broke myself. Oh, no, you will be getting up, body. Yeah, I just want to sleep a little. Yeah, that's nice. We getting up. Right? So, so it's, it's something we, we have to do. And so start, like we said, at your core. Spiritually be disciplined. So we talked about spending time reading a chapter or a book in line with what you're trying to do. Spend some time with researching what you're trying to change. You know, don't, don't just feel like you know what you're doing, right? It's all about development. So count the cost. Find out what it really takes. Take a few minutes or hours to study. Find out what it really takes. We started the church. I had to research. Find out what it really takes. Before we started the church, we weren't going to start until I copyrighted the logo we weren't going to start until I, I uh, so we had the website together. And then we kind of, I kind of rushed. I, I did the, I created the flyers to hand out to people before we finished the website. But the flyers had the website on it. So now I'm, 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 I'm on a crunch. I was like, we can't stop. We can't give people a flyer for a website. They go look for it and it's not there. That ain't a good start. So we, me and my nephew, we stayed up all night, uh, Karen's son, you know, working on the website. I'm working on artwork, giving them artwork. He's working on the structure, right? Because the foundation had to be first. I researched for weeks. Somebody gave me a Mac. I never had a Mac before. I went through that Mac and worked and worked until I figured out how to edit because I wanted to start with video from the first day. Our first ever service has been recorded, right? I never edited a video before. I never even did graphics before. I mean, drew graphics. I used to do print shop graphics, but I never fooled around with uh, Photoshop, uh, Adobe Illustrator, none of that stuff. I researched to figure it out. It's saving us a lot of money now, trust me. For what we do and what it will cost would be crazy. And that's from everything. That's from what we see on video, what we see on, on the websites, what we see when we're, we're trying to do something, signs outside, the little backdrops, all that stuff is, is created artwork. The plaques, that was created artwork. Now, somebody had to put the artwork on the plaques, but do you know how much that would cost? All the stuff we do, all the T-shirts we give out, all the stuff like that, it would cost a lot of money, but we ain't going to worry about that. The artwork is done for free. But it was study and research, and I, keep, and I still study trying to figure stuff out. Now, we got Marcus back there, but before Marcus, the person that was behind that camera was me. The person that was doing the sound was me, researching, right? The person that was standing up, my wife would be, see me, I'd run up and down the stairs at the house, 
because I was editing the video, I had to upload the video and it would take longer back then. And I would, I would come back, watch the game till it was finished, then run back and do it again. Then we moved to the church. I would leave early in the morning to go work out, go to the church, start uploading the video, go work out, come back. By the time I was come back, it was finally finished and I would start another one all over again. That was before Marcus showed up. Right? Study, just study, like, just find out what it takes, right? Get some material in the area you're growing in um, or you need to be delivered in or you want to be sharpened in. Let's look here at Matthew 7. Because, you know, we find out sometimes uh, people mean well, but they're, they're not really uh, diligent in what they say they want to do. You know, they say they're sick and tired, but they're not really sick and tired. Because you're sick and tired, you actually do what it takes to change, right? You research, right? I don't care what it is. You, 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 you do this. So I'm in Mark, and I just told you to go to Matthews, right? So Matthew 7. Y'all got the notes already, so y'all ahead of me, I know. All right, so uh, Matthew 7, 24 says, Therefore, whosoever... Uh, hear of these sands of mine and do with them, I will liken him. So, so look, whosoever hears these sayings and do with them. So, so that's, that's the most important part first, right? Hear and do, just like Joshua 1. Observe to do, right? It says, this person that hears and does them, do, and does them, I said does them, I know, Educators jump right on it, all right? It says, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. It says, and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock, right? It says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon sand. It says, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. You know, another verse says, who builds a house and doesn't count the cost, right? Who builds and doesn't count? It says, who goes to war and doesn't see if he have enough, enough uh, soldiers to fight the war? I, 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 we pretty much, I think we got enough. I feel like we got enough. Let's go. Like you don't go to war like that. You don't build a house. Yeah, I think we, we probably got enough cement, probably got enough bricks. We probably, you can't probably. You got to know. And the same thing, you can't build purpose. You can't build your dream if you don't know, if you're not invested. There's more time in the unseen building a dream or building purpose than in the seen. You're putting in a lot of unseen work. We're talking about that on Sunday, right? How to elevate from behind the scenes, right? You're doing a lot of unseen work. No props, no nothing. Guess what? The foundation don't get no props while the building is being built, and it don't get no props when it's finished. When people walk in your house, I ain't nobody walk in our house and go, man, this foundation is ridiculous, man. I ain't never seen nothing like this. I mean, the, the, the smoothness and the solid, like I could, man, whoo! Talk about foundations, man. This house will probably last for years. Nobody even sees the foundation. They're talking about the walls and the furniture. They're, they're barely talking about the electric sockets. All the unseen stuff that keep that house going, nobody's talking about it. Now, I mean, you got some special sockets. Ooh, you probably got red orange and green wires behind your walls, don't you? Don't you? I know you do. I know you do. Nobody's saying that, right? It's the same thing. The, the, the things that make us great, nobody really sees. They see the results of the things that make us great. The intangibles, nobody sees. Some years ago, as I was studying the man of God, as I was growing and learning, I was just sitting in service one day, and it hit me. I said, oh, my God. It's the intangibles. It's the stuff that I'm picking up that he don't even realize he's saying. It's the stuff that I'm picking up he don't even realize he's doing. And in a million years, if he did a training, he wouldn't give none of this information 
because someone would have to ask because he does it without thinking about it. But it's his core. It's the intangible. So I started studying, looking for the intangibles. See, see, and they're there. You just, people do them. I had a guy who would come in my office. He was a young minister. And he was asking me questions I would never even think to even talk about. If I was, I was mentoring him. I would have never brought it up. He said, so let me ask you something. When you finish ministering, because we uh, are, uh, the church, the sanctuary was called Faith Stadium, and it was designed like a stadium. So when you, when you, when I finished ministering, when I had to go off the stage, I had to go off back in the tunnel, right? So he says, when you come back here to your office, what do you do? What do you do before you go out there? And no one ever asked me. Like I told them, but no one ever asked me. Some of the things we're talking about now are intangibles because I started to realize it's the intent. Like, I put together a plan to change. I had to be, I don't know, it was the 90s, the 90s. And, and you wouldn't even think, think, some things you don't even think about. But that's the thing. It's the behind the scenes stuff, right? It's not just the upfront stuff. So you can mimic a person and say, how come I'm not getting the same results? Because you're mimicking the tangibles. You got to get, get into a deep relationship to see the intangibles. I had a friend that used to, uh, like, uh, how can I say this? I don't want to make the person. I, I'll, I'll, I'll try to put it this way. We started out in the same place, but we didn't finish in the same place. And so he started to see, like, what was going on. So, so, so one day we, we was talking, and he was like, uh, he wanted to come to, to church, but he was kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe it was like, it's kind of hard to commit. And so, so, so I was around him, and he, he, was in, he kept asking me questions, and I would answer the questions. Um, but I was around him for a particular reason. I wasn't around for no questions. It, it was a task. And so about three, four weeks I did it, and I said, man, listen, man, let me just be honest with you. I said, you don't get it by looking on the outside. I said, I can keep answering your questions here and there, but there's so many things you're missing that you would have to catch. You, you're not going to catch it in this conversation because you're asking based on what you think you need to know. But if you was in an environment, you would actually get what you actually need to know. So, so I said, listen, man, you got to stop. You got to get off the sidelines and get in the game, respectfully. He eventually did, right? I so so that's the other thing, you know, count, counting the cost. Um, and then meditate on new words that's attached to your new habit. So, so as you're trying to change, meditate on the word that God is giving you for the change. You know, when I wanted to get out of lust, uh, one of the words that was given to me, besides Galatians 5, 16, walking the spirit, you should not feel the lust of the flesh. I just quoted that like left and right. But you already know the scripture that I quoted the most, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting out all imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Now, I quoted that thing so much because thoughts pop up. You know, when you're trying to live right, you get, you get more pop-ups than you did when you wasn't. You know, because adversary is trying to pull you back in, you know. Um, so you, could, you, can, you can see something and you live in foul, and, it, and he, like, hold it back. But you trying to live right, it just be popping up, popping up. And so I was like, cast down our imagination in Jesus' name. Cast down our imagination in Jesus' name. And if he kept popping it up, you know, I'd I, I quote the whole scripture. That's why I know the scripture. Because it was a part of my change, right? It was the confession and, and, and I didn't go, I tried that. Listen, please stop saying that. Like, you, you, you know, it took you 10 years to embed yourself in nonsense. You want 10 minutes to get out of it. Okay, that was an exaggeration. 10 months. Because 10 months is a long time. It's longer than 21 days, right? And then we go, I tried, I tried, I tried. I ain't never hear nobody say, man, I tried to get into lust, man. I just, I tried. This ain't working, man. Man, I've been trying for a long time to get in lust, man. It's just, it just, 
It's not trapping me like it does everybody. I ain't never heard nobody do that. I tried to drink, man. I tried. But we, when it comes to God, try comes up quicker than endurance. How come that doesn't happen when you got into the mess? You ever hear somebody try? And it took a while. You just wasn't paying attention as you was slipping uh, into the abyss. <laughs> I just came out of nowhere. Yeah. All right, so, all right. So don't let weariness lead you to quit. Don't let weariness lead you to quit. Scripture says, uh, uh, Galatians 6, 9, it says, uh, be not weary in well-doing. And, and, and for years when I've taught this scripture, when I first got this scripture, I said, why is it in the Bible? Like, why would God include Galatians 6, 9 in the Bible if you wasn't going to get weary? But we think if we get weary, we, we're, you know, we some rank sinner, something's wrong with us. No, God knows you're going to get weary because you, you happen to be housed in a flesh body trying to walk out of spiritual life. So that your, your, your natural, your flesh, natural man is going to always be tempted to be weary, but we're, we want to feed, we don't want to feed the weary part of us. We want to feed the willing part of us, the spirit man, right? Right, we want to be led by the flesh. The scripture says be led by the spirit, right? Does that make sense? So don't magnify your slips along the way, right? Be willing to begin again. You know, the Bible says, uh, well, Proverbs 24, 16. Don't magnify your slips along the way. Uh, I think me and Jaquil was talking about this, like mistakes. You know, mistakes are just, we, we were talking about perfection. And so, and how sometimes, you know, I was saying in, in our family, you know, a lot of us have been perfectionists, but, but what I have offered and what I had to learn was I have to be willing to make mistakes, be willing to look bad, be willing to be uncomfortable, be willing to mess up. I told y'all when I first started doing graphics, if you go back and with the history, go back to the old videos and take a peek on the stage and look at the banners. Some of that stuff is not, not good. Maybe you might not know if you don't know graphics, but trust me, it was not good. <laughs> right? You know, but guess what? It's on display. You can go back and see it on video. Some not good, not excellent stuff you can actually see. Actually, I don't know why I want to bring, why, why Holy Spirit, I got to bring this one up. Okay, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> you go back and look at, I think it was a New Year's night when they had me singing. They had me singing the whinings. Terrible. Because, you know, I wish Pastor Mel was leading. She would at least put me in a position where, uh, based on my voice, had me singing some part I can't sing, but I did it. What? What? That, that would be Minister Lamar. I know. I didn't say his name, but since she brought it up, this would be Minister Lamar. I think he just, like, back then, you know, he's still going. He's like, yeah, I'm going to put this dude. Yeah, because I can sing. I'm going to make this. Yeah. Put a little chink in his armor. But I didn't flinch, didn't fight, didn't do nothing. I just bow tie and everything. You know, I had my suit on with the bow tie. You know, when my part came, I sang that nonsense, messed up the whole flow and everything. But I, I did it with confidence. And guess what? I did all the editing. I did the editing. I, I posted video and everything. I could have easily either edited me out or, I, matter of fact, I could make that video private right now. I have all access. That video is still up there for people to see it on purpose. Invite opportunity for humility and be willing to look back. So when I make my debut of singing, then y'all know. I remember back in the... I'm just <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I had to be willing... I mean, this... Uh, I don't think... I don't know if this is on video. It's on video, but it's not posted. Uh, what I sang uh, just um, for uh, the anniversary. All right? Just, just kind of just uh, uh, doing stuff. You know, I'm just, just doing stuff. But you got to be willing to look back, right? I was in a choir, believe it or not, for a while, a very short while, because Pastor Mel kicked me out of the choir. But I was in there, I was in there, you know, I was, I was doing the best I could. 
I guess my best. No, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to sing those songs at church. All right. I could say it, though. Wasn't good enough. <laughs> right? All right, so speak change until it manifests. Don't magnify the obvious scene. Speak the unseen into existence. Speak change until it manifests. Right? Don't magnify the obvious scene. Stop complaining about how it's been. Speak the unseen into existence. Right? The Bible says, uh, Proverbs 6.2, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 18.21, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Romans 4, I believe, is 17 to 21. It says, uh, Abraham spoke things that, are, that be not as though they were. Right? And so, so as, as me and my wife was growing, learning how to, when, we, when we're trying to change something and trying to relieve ourselves of something, say what God says, even though we're feeling what we're dealing with. So what I used to tell her is, hey, what's manifested don't need your help. It don't need, need your word. Even if you're in pain, it don't need your assistance of you magnifying it. I'm in pain, I'm in pain, I'm in pain. You were already in pain. It doesn't need your life-speaking words. What needs your life-speaking words is your healing. So why would you assist something that's already manifested? You want to assist what's trying to manifest itself from the invisible realm to the visible realm. Oh, here we go, spooky. Well... Plenty of things manifest from the invisible realm, like those oranges that pop on those trees. We, we always use the seed example. If you take an orange seed and put it in the ground, you get an orange tree, but where does the, the tree come from? So, uh, you know, one, one youth uh, scholar, uh, Arlanders, I'm going to say your name, uh, she jumped up. It come from the seed. It come from the seed. I said, okay, well, let's cut the seed over and see if a tree pop out. Never happens. I, I know it comes from the ground. Okay, let's dig the ground up. We ain't gonna put the seed in there yet. To keep digging until we find a tree waiting on that seed. Never happens. You, you naturally plant a seed and it places the man on a supernatural tree to manifest. You can dice and slice a sperm. You ain't, ain't no baby gonna pop out. You're doing something naturally to manifest something supernaturally. So it happens all the time. We just be tripping, man. We don't want to see sometimes, right? All right, so, so keep speaking the change until it manifests. Uh, and then this is the thing. Act on what you desire. Scripture says faith without works is dead. Act on what you desire. Take a step in the direction. So uh, I've read the Bible. Uh, you can, uh, if you believe, uh, Mark 11 if you believe, you believe in your heart, what is it? And confess with your mouth? No, that's not it. What's, what's Mark 11 is a, no, you have whatsoever you say. If you shall not doubt in your heart, you can have whatsoever you say, right? And so I was like, man, let me try this. I'm from Newark. I'm going to try this. And so I was going to a tryout, and I ended up slamming my knee. I've told the story before. And I could move my knee left and right. I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm just getting serious about the word. So I said, let me see this word because the, the, the Bible just said, by, your, by stripes, I'm healed. Lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So I'm going to try this. Now, I had to try out in six days. I went to that tryout and while I was playing, I didn't feel no pain. Soon as, my sister will tell you this, I was in D.C. at the time. Soon as, uh, like, that day was over, I felt pain. Every time I stepped on the court, I felt no pain. But guess what? I would have to step on a court to experience that, right? I have to take an act by faith to experience that. I've never had surgery on that knee. Right? That was my right knee. Right? I've had, I, had, I broke my patella on this knee. I had surgery. But I've never had surgery on that knee. I still jump around, run around. I still do my, my, my crazy uh, leg lifting I still do jump boxes and do all types of stuff. You know, I'm out there playing on the court, doing my step backs, right? Right? Because I believe this word, it happened. I acted on it. When the Lord told us by the end of 2010 we would be in Charlotte, I said, okay, babe, if God is 
This is what God is saying. I have to act on it. I start packing stuff up. I wanted to, to, to at least touch, you know, touch what I say I believe. Do something. We do it all the time, right? Let's, let's just do something. We came out to Charlotte together. We've never been to Charlotte before. I said, babe, let's, let's just go get lost together. Pastor Mel moved here before, before uh, we even came out here. She was out here for five weeks. That was acting on it. We had no church. And then we, you know, because things didn't work out with the other place that was at, we had $1,625. But again, we had to act on things. Every day I would take her to work. I had this plan, I, I, you know, copyrights, articles of corporations, and driving all over places I'd never even heard of because I wasn't from here looking for buildings. Now, if you don't know me, like, what are you looking for a building for? I'm looking for buildings because I'm acting on it. I'm believing for something. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, each time, she's found every location we've been in, but as suppose she wasn't acting on it. As suppose she wasn't researching. She was actually looking for it, believing we're in this place in Charlotte proper, and, and when we started the process, we only had $25,000. But we're acting on it, and, she, and the Lord used her to find this place. She's in the gym. The Lord says, get up and go to that building. Suppose she's like, was that God or was that me? You know what I'm saying? She acted on it. Then she comes here. They got something going on. A lot of people will go, oh, well, they got something going on, all these people. They don't know me. I'm going to just turn around. I just turn around. She's by herself. She went up. Hey, uh, do you know who the pastor is? And ended up talking to the pastor. Like, you can't make this stuff up. You know, us driving by here, because the pastor said we couldn't tell nobody, but we was uh, uh, avoiding people. You know, we was losing our tail. Uh, <laughs> people trying to figure out where the church building was, coming in here, praying in the parking lot, acting on it, right? So that's important too, right? Oh, I, I want to get in shape. Act on it. Do what you can. Do what you can do every day. If it's one push-up, do one push-up every day, right? If it's, if it's 10 calf, calf raises, do it every day. And then every three months, build on it. Listen, I'm going to tell you all right now, I love you all. But if you've been walking, doing the same thing for three years, you're kidding yourself. Your body has just got immune to the walking. It ain't, it ain't, it ha- it's having no effect. Because you're not placing a demand on your body. I'm just helping you out, right? Pastor's trying to help. So the scripture says, walk, walk by faith and not by sight. Look, look, somebody going to go out walking tomorrow and be like, well, the scripture said, walk by faith and not by sight. <laughs> right? Right? You place a demand. Like, even if, like, you walk and then now you're you, you picking up your pace. Right? Then in three more months, you're picking up your pace anymore. Then all of a sudden, you're picking up your pace where you might be just doing like this, something. But, but man, come on, man. Stop. That's like being on that bike on the number one level for like seven years. Your body ain't doing nothing. All right. So, I know that's not in the scripture. There's no... Yeah, I know what I mean when I... Stop, man. See, y'all play too much. That's it. Just trying to help. So, so we're either transforming to change lives. This is the thing. This is why, why we change. we're either transforming to change lives or conforming to be changed by ungodly lives. So, so we're either doing one of two things. Because the Bible says, be not conformed, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So I'm either every day trying to transform, evolve, or I'm conforming, just being comfortable where I'm at. And so when I do that, other people are changing my life because I was designed to transform, not conform. Now, I'm not supposed to be a, a caterpillar for like 10 years. No, I'm supposed to evolve into a butterfly. Right? Does that make sense? Right? So, so, so one of the things, and this is the reason why we're talking about this, you want to plan your life, not just your profession, hobbies, or interests. Plan your life, not just your profession, 
hobbies or interests. And I'm going to have to give you these notes. They're, they're probably not up there. <laughs> so, so, hey, I forgot I was supposed to add. To, I forgot I had gave y'all the notes. So somebody had to remind me to give you these two. Sorry. And so plan your life, not just your profession, hobbies, or interests. And this is the thing. Sometimes we plan, uh, a, like, compartmentalize. So we plan how to master making sure we get dances at the club, right? We master uh, PS4 or, or how to make sure we know all the characters on whatever shows we watch, right? Plan your life. Like, plan your life. Like, like expand. And, and, and I had to, I had to uh, uh, help someone. They were going through something, and, and they said, well, you know, I just need some organization. So I, I told the story before, but it's, it's pretty uh, accomplished lawyer. Going to his office, most immaculate office I've ever seen. Wife comes by, drops off the kids, and I, I'm talking to another person. I said, oh, I get it. You've planned your profession. I said, you got to expand that and plan your life. I said, when you don't do that, with your, your profession, you, you handle things. Everything else is an interruption. If you don't plan your life, you'll find yourself doing a lot of, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because, again, you're only involved in the things you like. You're not planning the, the other things that you're uncomfortable with, right? And so, so, so to do this, you have to play off of God's plan and convert from your own understanding, right? You know, that's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, lean out your own understanding. So Proverbs 20, 18. Proverbs 20:18, and I, I'm going to read it out of the classic Amplified version just for the sake of time here, okay? It says, purposes and plans are established by counsel, and only with good advice make or carry on war. Do you know there's a fight, there's a war for you to fulfill purpose? Scripture says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, the violent take it by force. So Satan and his demons and his imps and his angelic race are violently trying to stop you from fulfilling purpose because that's going to shake up his world. We're casually attempting to fulfill purpose. We're winging it. No, we're supposed to have even more violent passion after what we're doing. And that's why we're diligently planning and being strategic, right? Uh, Matt, uh, Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. I'm going to read this out and amplify it also. Proverbs 16, 1 through 3. The notes won't be on video, but the scriptures will. Because you know, I'm just trying to, just for the sake of time, keep moving, okay? It says, plan, uh, the plans of the mind and orderly thinking belong to man. So God has gifted us the ability to plan and to think. But from the Lord comes the wise answer of the tongue. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weigheth the spirits, the thoughts and intents of the heart. So it says, roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. Now, now listen to this. God has gifted us the ability to plan and to do things and to have a, a mind, right? And some of us have used this to delay our fulfillment unintentionally. Because we go, this makes sense to me. I was the smartest person in my school. This is wonderful, <laughs> right? And so, it's, so he's, it's, the, the author is breaking this down. He's saying, hey, yes, you have plans in your mind you have, and orderly thinking. You've been given that ability. The Lord gave you that. It says, but all the ways in a man's eyes are pure in his own eyes. But the Lord weighs deeper than that. 
what's in, 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 in our spirit, the thoughts and intents of our heart. Sometimes we have great plans with the wrong motives. So it says, so now when, when, when something comes to mind, don't just lock in on that. It's an offering for us. We roll it towards the Lord, here, Lord, and it says, commit and trust whatever our great ideas are to him, no matter how clear we think they are, he will cause now what he gave you, your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. So your plans will be established and succeed. So sometimes it's not the ideas, the character that's going to destroy it. So God is looking and saying, great idea, but you are the one that's going to blow it. But you don't see you can, you just see I can, you don't, you don't recognize you can't handle. So some of us are so gifted, the things that we do can only be phenomenal. But the interesting thing is that don't mean we can handle what phenomenal will produce. There's people, I know people, listen, businesses blew up out of nowhere. The business is no longer existing because this part right here, they never rolled it off to the Lord. The Lord had been like, okay, great idea. Now we need to prepare you to handle it. Oh, yeah, definitely gift. You are gifted. I hear people say it all the time. I'm gifted. I'm gifted. Yes, you are. But you can't handle what your gifting is going to produce. And so, so we're cheating ourselves to keep doing all these temporary things. The roller coaster ride, high lows, highs, lows. We need to, God wants us to sustain. And, and so remember I said the behind the scenes work? The behind the scenes work will help us to sustain. You give God a chance to get you ready for it. And, if, and not just for it, what it will produce, the people the, listen, right now, right now, let's just be honest. Right now, God gives you a billion dollars today. Right now. Because some of y'all, man, if I had a billion dollars, give you a billion dollars today, would you be able to handle it? See, now stop before you jump the gun. You probably don't realize all that it produce, all the leeches. You don't realize all the overconfidence. You know, uh, remember uh, MT. Was it MTV Cribs? Is that what it was called? And so I was listening to people. I was telling my wife, I said, I said, that person right there like hearing himself talk. Because they had the money, what they were saying was stupid. But because they had the money, it was like, yeah. Not, not, and they're walking away like, that was deep, wasn't it? No, it was stupid. And the only reason all those other people are going, wow, wow, that's deep, man. Because they're like, you're going to hug a brother up, right? I just told you it was deep. But then they walked away and go, what is he talking about? I don't know, man. We, we got to get the hookup, man. Just tell him it's wonderful. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like God, God, God wants us to genuinely experience the fullness of what he has for us, right? Uh, I love this. Uh, Acts 20, 27, amplified again. It says, for I never shrank or kept back or fell short from declaring to you the whole purpose and plan of the counsel of God. The man of God said, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not just, I'm, I'm giving you the whole picture. Now find out where your thoughts and ideas fit. I used to tell people when they would come be a part of our basketball programs or our ministry, I was like, listen, I'm sure you're gifted and I'm sure you have experience. Could you spend time studying the vision to find where it fits? before you start dictating to it? So why did God send you to this vision or send you to our team? Because I tell the guys, listen, you got your professional backgrounds, everything. Hey, we're going to use all that. But could you find out what we're doing first? Why you join the team? As opposed to day one, what we need to do over here is, no, 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 are you trying to be a part of the team or are you trying to change the team? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like we, we, see, a dream comes through a multitude of business. A lot of work is. So if you map it out, you prevent the fires. If you map it out, you prevent the fires. 
Think about it. You, sometimes you start out as a new school, new year, new school year, baby, marriage, you move in, got a new promotion. That stuff is overwhelming if you don't start planning. And we find ourselves saying, I'll get to that, as opposed to becoming fireproof with a plan. As opposed to becoming fireproof with a plan. And every plan starts with something real simple. Kingdom work first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added. Matthew 6, 33. Right? We'll end with uh, Mark 16. We'll end with Mark 16. I think this is fitting in. And where are you at? Verse 20. So it says this, it says, and they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord, look at this, working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Confirming the word with, you know, because a lot of times you, you, you're making choices and decisions and you want confirmation. And there's signs for confirmation. But this is the interesting thing. To confirm means to guarantee. So he's guaranteed his word with signs following. The signs confirm his will, not ours. And the thing is, God is amazing, but we're not going to see it looking backwards. We're not going to see it looking at ourselves. We're not going to see it looking around. We have to be in his face, face to face, right? And so that's why... Our foundation that we always talk about here is God loves us and his plan is always better than ours. We want to find out what that plan is. Now, in our house, we have vision in our house. But within each individual, we have thoughts and ideas. But we play off of the overall vision, right? We, 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 we don't, and, and the vision grows where it can cover all the thoughts and ideas. Do you understand God's will can covers all the thoughts and ideas we can come up with? So why wouldn't we consult with God? We keep trying to do things independent of God, but, this, but, but we learned this. I learned this when I first came, even heard about God. Only things you do for Christ will last, right, with the foundation. So that's all for today. Um, as we highlighted today, you know, how to flush out the old. Uh, how to flush out old habits with new ones. Right, any thoughts? Uh, what it make you think about? How are you challenged?